Microsoft had a major reorg this week, and some of Phil Spencer's comments were taken way out of context. Welcome back, everybody. It is February 7th. It is snowing outside. It is winter, at least here in the Northern Hemisphere. I hope you had a good week. And we're going to wrap things up because this week has been, it's been an interesting one. A lot of things coming out of Camp Microsoft this week, including a reorg. Uh, Phil Spencer did an interesting interview that has been taken out of context. Some of his comments that people are skewing and, and interpreting the wrong way, let's just put it that way. Um, but we'll kick things off with the reorg here. Uh, Jeff Teeper is now leading Microsoft Teams. If you're not familiar with Teams, well, you probably are, but that is Microsoft's biggest communication chat application platform inside of Office and Office 365. And uh, it's the new hero. It's the new Excel. It's the new everything. And Jeff Teeper, uh, who has a long and, and good track record inside of Microsoft, is now leading that product. And so that was based off a retirement of somebody else. But there was another big shift in the Microsoft world, and it involves uh, Panos Panay, who was previously just leading hardware, pretty much leading the Surface team. He's now leading Surface in the client-side version of Windows. So this is a lot of the stuff that you kind of touch and feel and see and interact with. Now, this is really, really interesting. And I don't know if it's necessarily a good interesting, because let's be clear, uh, ignoring the Teams reorg, because that was based on a retirement, you don't change things unless things aren't going necessarily according to plan, right? If things aren't going the way you want them or aren't being executed correctly or they're behind on deadlines and all that good stuff, you got to make changes to try and fix that. If everything's going perfect and everything is happy and, and things are doing well, you don't change that. You don't reorg, right? And so the fact that Panos is now leading Surface and the consumer side of the client side, I should say, of Windows, it tells me that there were some issues or something going on behind the scenes to make this reorg necessary. There's a couple things to kind of interpret from here. One, um, I honestly think that this is a good thing. I don't think this is a negative. I think this is the right move. Microsoft builds PCs. Um, the same person building the PCs for the company should also be in charge of the software that is going to run on those PCs. Now, if you would have gone back to, say, 2012 when they launched Surface RT, there was tons of concern from OEMs uh, original equipment manufacturers building other PCs that, hey, Microsoft is going to give an advantage to its own company because it's building its own hardware. Microsoft said, nope, there's going to be a division and we're going to have a hardware team. We'll have a software team and everybody will get the same access to the software. Um, but that is obviously not happening today because now Panos is leading both. But I don't think that this is a big deal. I, I don't think OEM should be concerned by this. I don't think they should be worried about pre preferential treatment at all anymore because you can look at a company like Dell, Dell's Mobile Connect, which will soon have iOS integration, which I, we still don't quite know how they're doing that, but it's supposed to be coming this spring, is a perfect example of how companies can live in this type of world and add their own value add on top of the Windows platform. And so if you're an OEM listening to this and you're concerned, I don't, I don't think it's legitimate anymore, especially at this point in the life cycle of Windows. I don't think we're getting any major new features. The big things on the horizon are Neo and Duo, and one of those doesn't even run Windows. We've seen Duo, which is running, uh, that's the smaller form factor looking thing. It is running a version of Android that Microsoft is skinning and customizing and doing their own thing, but every other vendor is already doing that, so there's nothing too crazy there. I will point out though, that I have heard personally that Windows 10X isn't exactly on track. Uh, we will see hopefully here soon about where Microsoft is with that stuff, but they've already shipped an SDK for Duo. I believe they're supposed to ship an SDK for Neo um, this month. We will see what is going on with that here hopefully soon. But you don't, again, make big changes like this unless something is, is awry inside of the development process. So we will hopefully learn more about 10X here in the near future. That being said, a duo was spotted in the wild up in the Vancouver area. And if you're not 
geographically aligned to the world. Uh, Vancouver is just a little bit north of Seattle, a little bit, relatively speaking, north of Seattle. So somebody probably from uh, Seattle was going up there to go skiing or doing something else, a little vacationing, and a service duo was spotted in the wild, which means that Microsoft is feeling pretty good about it. The thing we haven't seen in the wild, obviously, is Neo. The thing we haven't really heard much about at all is Neo. And so it raises the question, of would Microsoft actually ship Neo with Windows 10 Pro because Windows 10 X isn't ready? We don't quite know yet. We don't quite know. We've already seen that third parties such as like Lenovo and I believe Dell is in this camp who have folding screen devices that were announced, I believe at CES or around that time frame, said, hey, our products are actually going to ship with Windows 10 Pro and eventually upgraded to Windows 10 X. It's not a great sign for where Windows 10 X is today. So just keep all that in mind. And obviously, as I scooped last week, um, which I didn't talk about on the podcast because I didn't have the comment from Microsoft yet, but the Service Hub 2X has been like, ugh. I, it's, I don't know if it's technically fully like canceled, but is definitely majorly delayed and potentially may never arrive. So it could, the reason why I've hesitated to say canceled is because somebody would be like, oh, look, it's still, it, it'll show up in 10 years. Okay, well, technically, I guess that's correct. So it's not coming this year as Microsoft originally said. I would be surprised if it comes next year. Microsoft is working on a significant update that will bring a lot of the features that were supposed to be on X to S and to all those customers who have already bought one. So um, there you go. So that, that's been a big kind of reorg inside the camp of Microsoft. Now, the thing is, it's going to take a while for Panos, who is now leading both of these things, to actually put his stamp on the OS and do all that stuff. So these first couple iterations that are going to ship, I mean, that's just, it is what it is. These things have been in development for a while, and Panos won't, can't go in there and magically just change things the way he wants them. So we will be curious to see how, now that he has control over software and hardware development, how these things blend together. The other rumor that has been floating out there, and I had heard this vaguely from other people, but never definitively, and Mary Jo Foley, I believe, wrote this, that Penos was looking to potentially leave Microsoft, and this might have been a way to keep him around, but that brings up your own concerns. If somebody's looking to leave, it's only a matter of time, um, despite the fact that he now has significantly more control inside the company. So, uh, other things happening in the world of Microsoft. Uh, Microsoft put out a big up update for Outlook on iPad OS, give much better multitasking support. I wish that they would just package this app up and put it on Windows 10. I don't know why they don't do that. It, it looks great. It looks very functional. Um, it would work really well on a Surface too. I don't know why Microsoft doesn't do it, um, but there you go. The other big thing that I think is worth pointing out is that a bunch of Chinese tech giants like Huawei and uh, Xiaomi are and a bunch of others out there are building effectively their own Google Play store. They're all combining together to build a effectively another store to combat Google's massive Google or and the, the Play Store effectively. And so they're going to be courting a lot of countries in the Southeast Asia market. And I think that there's a real merit to this. And so if Google's not careful, they could lose control of some of this stuff. But um, be on the lookout for that. It was leaked by Reuters. Nothing has been officially announced yet, but I think that's going to be a big deal and actually really give like the vanilla Android experience, alternative options. So we will see how that shakes out. On the Xbox side of life, a couple new games coming. We have Final Fantasy, uh, Wolfenstein Youngblood, and then later in the month, we also have uh, Death Squared are all coming to Xbox Game Pass. So if you've been waiting to play any of those, like I, I've i actually never played that Final Fantasy version. Um, so I would be, I'll be tempted because I've already paid for it. So effectively, there you go. Um, also earlier this week, I put up a post uh, scooping that that's, that mystery slot on the Xbox uh, Series X is for storage. I've gotten a lot of good speculation about what it is or isn't. Um, we'll follow up with that here in a little bit. You can find that video earlier on the channel. 
And so I also continue to hear for all of you, and I hear you very loudly that you really, really, really want HDMI in on the next generation Xbox. I, I still don't think it's coming. I still don't think it's coming. So there you go. Also, if you've been holding off buying an Elite Series 2, if you go on Amazon right now, it's 20 bucks off. If uh, 20 bucks is the difference between you, you and buying one and not buying one, well, you can go on Amazon at least here in the US and grab one for, I think it's 159 um, so there you go. Also on the gaming side, uh, NVIDIA launched their GeForce Now, which like publicly and anybody can sign it. I think this is an interesting product because it allows you to take your existing game library from multiple different vendors, as long as they're supported and uh, play them through the service anywhere. I think that's real. I think that's a smart approach. I think it's smarter than what Google is doing with Stadia. Um, we still don't know how Stadia is doing, but it doesn't sound like it's doing great, but hopefully Google's in it for the long haul. Um, but GeForce Now is five bucks a month and you buy your games, you own your games, you can put your games wherever you want. I think NVIDIA has the smarter solution and I think that's a pretty pretty good and valid offering. One other thing in the Xbox world is Phil Spencer did an interview, I believe it was with Protocol this week, and people <laughs> latched onto this thing where he was talking about how he felt or sees that Google and Amazon are the comp true competitors for Xbox. And like, it just went crazy with people saying, oh, Microsoft is dissing Nintendo. Microsoft is, is saying Sony doesn't even matter. You need to just like step back here. I, Phil's vision and what he was referring to was the really, really long road ahead. For the next generation, it is definitely, it is definitely Sony and it is definitely Nintendo. But Phil is looking beyond just console sales. We've talked about this a lot on this channel. The future for Microsoft's gaming platform is a subscription in the cloud. And for Phil, long-term thinking, we're talking a decade from now, he sees, and I don't necessarily disagree, that Amazon and Google are a bigger threat or bigger competitors to the xCloud arena than, say, the Sony and Nintendos of the world as it is right now. So don't go thinking crazy that Phil is walking away from the console world. We've he is definitely not doing that. Consoles are still a core component, but guaranteed Microsoft wants to sell more subscriptions than they do consoles. But the long road for, for Xbox to exist in 25 years from now, it needs to be a fully cloud service that is streaming games at high fidelity 4K with very little to no latency. And who else is gonna be able to do that type of streaming technology? It's gonna be Google and it's gonna be Amazon. I'm not saying that Sony can't, but Sony will be doing it on the back of Microsoft's cloud. And so for Phil thinking long-term future blue, blue sky, I almost said blue eye, Amazon and Google make more sense to be competitors than say the traditional hardware sales vendors that we have seen for the last 30 years. So some people have been going crazy thinking that Phil is giving up on consoles and there's been some really odd speculation, but I think that is where he was focusing that conversation rather than saying, ah, we don't care about Series X and, and Lockhart and all that good stuff. So there you go. Let's, uh, let's dive into the question, shall we? Kadupa says, I have two questions. Have you heard anything about Surface Duo camera placement and have they locked down the hardware design? I believe hardware design has been locked down. I don't exactly know yet about camera placement. Uh, what are the rumors about a new Kindle reader app for Windows on Amazon or is Microsoft building one? I I have not heard these rumors. This is the second week in a row. Somebody's asked about a Kindle app. I, I, I don't use Kindle apps, so I'm not the greatest person to know what is going on uh, with that. Uh, Turnigan says, now that Panos is the head of Windows and devices, how do you think Panos can impact Windows? He basically is the one of the last people that came in from the Sanofsky era. Good, 
good little bit of history there. Uh, is it possible that he's going to revisit plans like killing Aruba, Polaris, and Andromeda? Well, Andromeda, I don't believe, is fully dead. I don't think any of those are actually like really dead. I think they've morphed into other things. Also, which part of Windows are exactly under Pandas now? Windows Core OS seems to not be in the case. Yes, the underlying infrastructure core components of Windows, I believe, are still under Azure. Think of more of the client side, uh, like touchy-feely sort of things are under him. Uh, the shell stuff for sure, but what else is there besides shell, the part of the client side of the Windows OS? I believe it's just all the stuff you interact with. So um, the application layers on top, um, just the visual elements so those sorts of things. Is there hope that he can improve the quality of Windows? That's a tough one because I think quality might still be on that underlying infrastructure team. But um, let's put it this way. I don't think he's going to hurt the quality of Windows updates going forward. Uh, Thirtop says, I love Instant Auto on my Surface Pro 7, but how does it work on if it only works once in a while? In the past, it worked every time. Hard to find anything about it on the web. Are there wedding, are there settings or maybe registry errors or, wait, are there settings or maybe something in the registry that can t touch this? If you're having, so the Instant On thing, so for people who aren't aware, with the Surface Pro 7, uh, Intel and I guess Microsoft introduced a feature called Instant On. It's supposed to do what these things do. This is the, the Pro X here. It's supposed to, you just turn it on and it's on. You don't have to worry about it. You just, you put it down and you come back to it and it's instant on. Service Pro 7 introduced that feature with that Intel Core chipset. So if you are having issues with it, I don't think it's a Windows thing. What I would personally do is check for chipset and driver updates because it comes from Intel. That feature, I believe, is what you are looking for. So if you're having issues with it, potentially maybe uninstalling and reinstalling the drivers for the chipset might help you out a bit. Uh, and Old Amigur U says, any news on Office or Teams for Life? So I have some crazy speculation here on Office or Teams for Life. Last I heard, um, and I think it came from Mario Joe Foley, I've not personally heard this yet, that it would be coming in the springtime, potentially with the Surface Book 3 launch. So here's kind of my crazy speculation on this. There is a feature that I've been waiting for in Teams because of the way our company operates is that we use Skype for communications. Teams in March is supposed to have a feature that will have Skype Consumer Federation, meaning that inside of Teams, you can use Skype Consumer to chat with people. I'm curious if that is related to the consumer launch of the Teams for Life application, because it would make sense that they would bring in Skype, their communication tool, bring it into you know Teams for Life, and that feature has to be enabled. And when does it get enabled? It gets enabled in March. At least that's the timeline. So I'm curious if that is all related to it. He says, do you think there's a way to bring consumers into a system that would benefit Microsoft Search? Uh, do you think they want Teams to replace Skype? I I could see Microsoft potentially being this being the end of Skype. Now, the reason why I say I could see that, while Skype is a very powerful brand, um, but it has high brand recognition, it hasn't really grown grown. It has been sitting around the 300 million monthly active user mark, which isn't small, but when you look at things like WhatsApp and everything else that came from literally zero to a billion users, Skype has done effectively nothing. Microsoft tried some crazy redesigns, tried to make it like Snapchat and all that stuff. It doesn't work, hasn't worked out. So is a rebranding on the horizon? I think I could see that happening where Microsoft turns it into a Teams. Now they would kind of use Skype name, I think, to help sort of force that narrative, right? Say like, oh, Skype is part of this. This is how you're going to do it going forward. And so I could see them using that to get a 300 million uh, bump right away for Teams for life on day one. So I do, I do see that actually happening. And says, do you think the opposition teams as a personally managed social media platform area place for just for family and friends? I hope it's just for family and friends. Actually, I, I hope it's just for family at first. I mean, because 
I am tempted when this go when this comes out to go all in with my wife and my daughter and have teams for life and that just be our thing. I don't know how well it's going to work, but we will see because the reason why I say I don't know how well it's going to work is that we use iMessage currently for chat and going to teams for life. I don't know. We will see. I'll be curious to see how it works. If they had some sort of iMessage integration, that would be the holy grail um, on iOS, but we will find out. We will find out. So there you go. Uh, Delta Prime says, Hi, Brad. Uh, there were rumors floating around a few years back that Microsoft had a PC port of Halo 5 Guardians in a playable state that was being tested uh, externally. Do you know if this was true or just a wishful thinking? Also, do you expect Halo 5 Guardians to be released on the PC? As far as I know, the only Halo game that's not currently on the PC are, or is announced to come to PC. So, hey, we got to remember, Halo 5 wasn't that well received, if I remember correctly. And I think that's why that product... Uh, never actually fully launched. So I do know what you're talking about. There was a PC port at one time. I don't know the current status of it, but I could see Microsoft maybe bringing it back at some point for Game Pass for PC because Microsoft really likes to shove that Game Pass for PC stuff. But I have not personally heard anything about it in the past, I don't know, about a year or so um, about where that product is. Maybe I can do some poking around. Uh, Sherlock Holmes says, I know that you and Paul are on a search for a desktop mail client. Have you considered um, getting Mailbird? Yes, I have. Uh, I use it since a year and I'm happy with it. It has push notifications. The app is closed and the Gmail calendar part of the app. Um, I use the yearly subscription. I do. I just don't personally like the UI. That's kind of the, my big thing. Um, so we'll see. I'm tempted to just kind of go the whole PWA route with my mail. I used to use Newton Mail for people who aren't familiar, but Newton has not really been updated. It's just gone stale. And so I'm not going to renew my subscription. I'm back to using the basic Windows 10 mail app, which is fine. It has all the basic features. It's not a terrible mail app. It's just not the best. There's some weird bugs um, with it too. So uh, we'll see. We'll see. Sydney2k says, hey, Brad, what are your personal opinions about the management changes that have happened recently at Microsoft? Positive or negative? Where do you think Windows and Office may be under the new leadership? Also, Flight Simulator 2020, were you not given access to Alpha Build? Are you not allowed... Uh, to say if you did. So first off, the opinions, I, I kind of rephrased that earlier, but I think it's a good thing. I do think it is a good, generally positive thing. I don't think the management of Office is going to change all that much. I know Joe B is going over there to do something, uh, but that is Microsoft's cash cow. That is a core pillar of the company. Nobody is allowed to really go in there and shake anything up because it is working, it is growing, and Microsoft does not want that hurt in any capacity. So I don't expect much to change on the office side. Jeff Teeper has been in the office or leading SharePoint and other things for a very long time. He knows he knows what's going on, and I have a lot of faith in him. Uh, also, for the flight simulator stuff, I... You're not allowed to talk about it if you're in the alpha. Let's just put it that way. That's what Microsoft's messaging is. Side Choker says, Hi, Brad. I hope you're well. So do you think we will see a new store that is filled with PWAs and maybe, uh, how do you pronounce it? MSIX, Mix, Apps. There's a way to pronounce it. MSIX apps uh, in Windows 10 and especially Windows 10X because UWP isn't anymore. Uh, my thoughts that X means the new modern and future Microsoft in the moment. So I thought those MSIX apps could be a new try. I hope you understand what I mean. Um, so there's been some concern or talk about what is the future of the Windows Store. Microsoft last week uh, turned off or is going to turn off monetization for applications in the Windows Store if you're using their service. So that's, uh, if you know what I mean. So there's going to be some major changes. I don't. They were talking about auto ingesting. 
PWAs into the store, but I believe they turned that off. I believe they did. Because remember, Microsoft now says, hey, we're going to go scrape all the web for PWAs and just shove them into our store. And that is that. And I believe Microsoft turned that functionality off. So the future of the store is really up in the air right now. We have Build Microsoft's developer conference happening in late May. I believe I'm going, um, and I haven't booked anything yet, but I'll probably end up being there, I would imagine. And so we will see if they give any future or clarity around all that. Uh, Passident says, uh, the delay of Surface 2, uh, 2 Hub 2X keeps being related to the delay with Windows 10X. During the demos and visions of Surface Hub 2X, they showed off a lot of multi-user login and teams and integrations. This is a very good question. I think I know where this is going. Is it possible that they are separating, uh, they are separate from Windows 10X and, and specially developed for the Surface Hub 2X, therefore the true cause of the delay of the cancellation? So what he's talking about here is the Surface Hub 2X had a neat feature that allowed multi-user authentication to the device, meaning multiple users could be logged in a multi-session version of Windows 10, which does not currently exist to my knowledge at this time. And it was going to be a big feature because you can imagine in a collaboration room, two people standing up on the up, up front giving a presentation on this device. They both need to be authenticated for either permissions or access to files and all that stuff. So you don't have to keep jumping in and out. Um, that was a big deal. And so I'm hoping that comes to the 2S. I really am hoping because that was a big feature. I did a huge write-up about it when it was an announced or not. See, the thing was, it wasn't ever really announced. I, like, I was in a demo with the 2X and they did this. I was like, how did you do that? And they told me. And then I said, why aren't you talking about that? I said, eh, you know, not yet. Uh, and so then I ran, I did a really long write-up about it and it performed very well for this site because people like this are very interested in it. Um, is it possible that this is separated? It's hard to believe that servers are took being delayed because of an OS feature like rotation and tilting. I fully agree that rotating and tilting can't be the reason why this was delayed. Uh, when they seem so simple compared to the shared workspace and multi-user authentication on the same screen, I am fully in agreement with you. Um, there also could have been some delay potentially around, remember it has like modular hardware where you could slide in a new core component, um, but I believe that has potentially been shelved or at least it's not happening yet. So. Uh, SRRLX1986, have you tried GeForce Now? My hardware is getting a bit old and I was wondering if it would breathe new life into games that I am playing. I have tried GeForce Now. I was in the beta, but I cannot remember when. It is, GeForce Now has been out around for a while, I believe, like a couple of years, if I, if I remember correctly. I haven't used it in a while. Here's the thing. You can actually go try GeForce Now for free. You can do it in one hour gaming session. So what I would recommend is give it a shot. You can try it for free. Here's the thing. If you think it's going to work out, it's five bucks a month. Give them five bucks, try it for a month. And if it doesn't work out, then don't use it. It's only five bucks. If you can't experiment with five, you don't even need five bucks. You get an hour session. You can log in later and do it another hour session. So is it going to breathe new life into your hardware? Let me put it this way. I don't think it's going to make your gaming any worse. I don't think it's going to make it any worse, especially depending on how old your hardware is. I definitely think it's worth giving a shot. Uh, it might give you some time. Like if you're like saving up money and you're trying to get to a 2080 Ti and you're like a hundred bucks away, doing this might be a way to hold off and then be able to save up more money and get the card that you actually want in that scenario. Mr. PKI says, what new Xbox game and Game Pass are you excited about seeing come out in the next month? Ooh, in the next month. Um, potentially Final Fantasy. I was about to say, I, was, I thought the question was going to be, what games are you currently playing um, in Game Pass? I actually just downloaded Dirt. I think it's Dirt Rally. I can't even remember. It's one of the racing games. Now that I've got my t new TV and uh, surround town set up, um, I'm playing a lot of racing games because, you know, the 
the ambience or the ambience of surround sound works really, really well in those types of games. Uh, Mr. And then he also says, are games selling well independently when they are also on Xbox Game Pass? So I think the, the minutia of this question depends on how you're phrasing it. From what we've heard is when games are in Game Pass, maybe not so much, but what we do here is that after games leave Game Pass, they get a nice bump in sales. You gotta think about it, Game Pass, especially like, we'll use Final Fantasy because that's coming out later this month. Um, I never would have thought about buying Final Fantasy. Never, but now it's in Game Pass, I might go play it for a little bit, and then maybe two months later, be like, oh, I wanna play that game, but it leaves Game Pass, and so then you go buy it. Um, so that's kind of the, the model that has been working. So Abranacker says, hey, do you see any possibility of X Cloud going to the Switch? Uh, sorry, Vanessa, before, I'm just curious uh, because of the good relationship between Microsoft and Nintendo, and they do have a good rate relationship. Um, do I see that going? Here's the thing. I don't think it's Microsoft saying, no, it's not allowed on the X, it's on the Switch. It would be up to Nintendo to allow it, right? Microsoft wants X Cloud everywhere. They'd put it on PlayStation if PlayStation would let them, I guarantee it. But it's up to the hardware vendor at this time. So will it ever happen? We don't quite know yet. Would it surprise me if it did? It wouldn't. Remember, just remember, it's up to Nintendo. Microsoft will do it. So, uh, and then, da, 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 and also, uh, do you have any idea of the number of Game Pass subscribers, including the normal? No, I wish we did. I wish we knew. Microsoft has said that it doubled, but we don't know. Like if it went from one to two, that's technically doubling or two to four. We, I suspect it's probably in the thousands. I don't, I would think that if Microsoft had a million Game Pass subscribers, they would probably be shouting that from the rooftops, right? That's a pretty big deal. So, and then the Joe Finn wrapping it up says, with the reorg of Windows under Panos, have you heard anything about the Windows team members? Do they view this as a positive change? Uh, also, is there any change in the vision of Windows could be in a few years? So, this is a good question because a lot of, right, we got to look internally to kind of see how people are feeling. I think it's a little too early to know. I, I really, really do because this was just announced. And um, I think a lot of people were potentially surprised by this. I don't think it was leaked or anything else like that. Um, so I, I would, I think we need to just kind of wait and see to see what the troops think. If anybody does work on the Windows team, um, just message me on Twitter and I can give you my, my signal contact. We can chat that way. But um trying to understand how people in the Windows org are thinking about it. It's a little too early to know. Give it a few weeks and then we will see uh, what people have to say. All right, guys, so that wraps it up for this week. Very much appreciate everybody asking questions. You guys tuning in, this is the best part of my week. A lot of things happening in the Xbox world, a lot of things happening in the Teams and Office and Productivity and Windows world, Microsoft moving deck chairs around. Thanks for tuning in. Hit that subscribe button. We'll catch all of you right back here next time.